Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing after being out for so long. Wow. Good morning, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk with Lou. This is your 2022 Summer Report edition. Man, it's been a couple of, I want to say, what, five months? Close to that, like, that's how long I've been gone. And let me just say, even though that it's been close to that amount of months being away, a lot of good things happened. (laughs) I've actually, you know, even though I've been gone from, you know, podcasting, I did a lot of amazing things within that five-month span, you know, just uh, trying a new field and a job career. Um, and then from there I landed another new job and I, I can say right now I'm really happy and so fulfilled to be back to, uh, a place that I, I'll always call home. And, you know, once, once a student, now I'm an alumni and now I'm a fellow employee to my own college, uh, where I graduated last year. And uh, I'm extremely thankful. And it was a long journey. It was, I would say, over a year's worth of a long journey to get where I wanted to be and, and to actually land something that actually has meaningful to it. And I, I, I can't even express anything else to this. Like, it's just like I, I feel super happy. And I've, I, it, it, good things. Uh, are coming and they're only gonna go things are only gonna go up from here from here on out and that's uh i look forward to to seeing uh what i do next and right now i am i am you know I'm, I'm one of the happiest guys in the world so yeah just been you know learning new fields new you know just trying to get my foot in the door in places that you know, that I didn't think that were possible. And guess what? They were possible. It is possible. You just got to put your mind to it and believe in yourself that you can be where you want to be uh, when it comes to jobs and or career. So I, <laughs> yeah, just uh, looking back at that, like my starting point and when I did my last podcast and, you know, just putting all my energy and focus into that my previous job. And now I'm exactly where i wanted to be and i i did say in the beginning of this year that i was gonna you know goals that i wanted to do is jobs 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 like i want to get to a point where like i i'm happy and i want to wake up and want to do this uh every day and um now i i i can check that off the uh, off the bucket list uh i said i was gonna make more money than i than what I've ever saw, and uh, I ain't got payday yet, <laughs> but it's coming, and I literally am. I literally said to myself, I'm gonna make more money, and I exceeded far my expectations of what I said when I said that to myself in the beginning of the year, so that can go off the bucket list. And yeah, just you know, again, I manifested and put my mind to things that I said I wanted to do and focus on them and um, they they're coming to a reality so you know even though that I've been gone for so long like I've I did I'm doing great things and 
Um, and I'm proud of myself. So, you know, it, it just a testament that, uh, you know, I, I did things. and You can too. You can absolutely do things too in your life. So I hope I am some way of uh, an inspiration. And hopefully you guys out there that are listening, you know, you're in the dumps or, you know, you're working a dead end job and you want to uh, pursue something better in life and uh, better yourself in life. Guess what? I did. I did it. I was on, I was in that position and now I'm in a way better, happier position in life than what I was, than what I once was like five to six years ago. So yeah, um, I definitely feel comfortable now and I'm definitely uh, coming back to these, to this podcast, you know, thing that I also like to do and talk about and exercise, you know, express my mind and we'll see what we, you know, we'll see what this, uh, the rest of this, uh, second half of this year, uh, goes. So without being said, let's get right into it. You know, today, today's episode, uh, I'm just going to go over a few things that I thought were notable that I wanted to talk about and, and just, you know, uh, that have a lot of meaning uh, since I left, since I last got off. So I want to start off with man, the <laughs> obviously the, what happened last weekend uh, with. I mean, we had two, we had two title fights. We had in in MMA, we had Leon Edwards versus or Kamara Usman versus Leon Rocky Edwards, and in the boxing we had the rematch with Oleg's. Uh, Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua. It's crazy. One emerging British star, uh, even though he's from Jamaica, uh, you know, has has risen, and another British star has fallen. Sadly, but you know, it's this is this is this is cool for for the UK. You know, they 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 got a new star in in a in a new you know. Well, they've always had stars. Like I mean. As far as in the MMA world, like Michael Bisping, um, I know I'm missing another champion from the UK, but I mean this is this is big, this is absolutely big, and um, you know Leon came long roads to uh, from Jesus Christ since that his last like his his last loss to uh, to Kamaru, uh, I. What was that? What year was that? Twenty, I want to say that was twenty fifteen. Um, but yeah, he lost. He, Leon lost to uh, to Kamaru, and then since then he's been on a rampage. So, yeah, I mean it's, and of course I've got to witness uh, a bunch of uh, cancellations that he had in. Throughout the throughout the last couple of years, um, give me a second here. For example, you know he's, <laughs> I mean he's winning. He's been winning a lot of fights since that loss, and then he's also had a lot of cancellations. And I want to get to those those uh, cancellations. Like he had like let's start from. Let's start from 2020. He was supposed to fight Hamzai Chamayev, right? That gets canceled because of uh, uh, COVID. And then Tyron Woodley, another fight that just got canceled as well. 
So, and then, you know, moving forward in 2021, I mean, he's just gotten screwed over. Um, he had that, uh, yeah, he was supposed to fight uh, Jorge Masvidal. That gets canceled. So all these fights that he, it's crazy to me because, like, these are now fights that are going to be a reality if if he's successful and beats Kamara Usman. Now, uh, I want to just look forward to, well, look back. Like, the last fight he had before he beat Usman, um, he he, bought, he fought Diaz. And Diaz, oh, Nate Diaz, and he almost beat him. He Nate Diaz almost KOs Leon Edwards, like, I want to say 20 to 30 seconds left into the fifth round. And, I mean, Leon was, you know, he had won decisively through all the rounds. But Nate just had that last will in him, but he didn't get to finish him. And if I want to say if there was like a minute or a minute left, I think he would have finished Leon. But then moving, you know, the clock forward to 2022, that similar fashion happens to Leon where this time he clutches Usman with like 58 seconds left into the fifth round with that gnarly uh you know that gnarl that that you know that kick that goes right under the temple of Usman and just KOs him into you know flattens him out and the re- you know the rest was history and it's it's just like when I first saw that kick and then it landed and then Usman just sat on the on the canvas like that I thought it was like I I thought he was done well I mean no no I take that back I I wasn't really, I, it was hard to process that, like, like, that really just had, like, that kick just really put him down, it was, it was crazy, and, but the way how he, how he made Usman, you know, tilt his head to that, to the side where that kick landed was kind of cool, it was kind of amazing to, you know, like, like, how he was able to, you know, like, 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 he was gonna go for a punch, and, but it was like a like a fake punch, like just he was gonna fake it, and then that way he can tilt his his head to the to the side where that kick was gonna go, and he fell and he walked right into it, and then yeah, I was uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was crazy, and um, you know that just seeing where Leon <laughs> had came from since I mean I I'll be honest I didn't know who Leon was until until he had that scrap with Masvidal back in London when. When when Masvidal beat Darren Till, that was like what twenty nineteen spring of twenty nineteen, and then from there he's been picking himself up and fighting people, and then of course a lot of fights get canceled, and then at one point, uh, Gabe, you know, was like, man, that guy's getting left, uh, you know, behind. He, and you know, he's like the sleeper in that division, and guess what, he was, and he just needed his opportunity and 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 moment, and he fucking got it. Uh, uh, last week, and it was kind of cool to you know see that I was rooting for Usman. You know he's he's a killer. I mean, how do you not root for that guy? That guy's you know destroyed everybody in that division besides Leon. Um, I still can't believe how Usman still walked through uh Gilbert Burns, and that guy's a a tank. But he beat him. He you know he beat him just you know I think he ended him in a KO or TKO. But that that was wild to me that he was you know able to beat him, so yeah the, uh, 
yeah, it's just it's 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 just nuts that that that's how the fight ended because I want to say Leon won maybe two rounds and <sighs> two rounds and the rest Usman was just dominating and I think that fifth round Usman would have won that uh, decisively. If he hadn't, <laughs> if he hadn't gotten that kick, <laughs> so yeah, that's un that's unfortunate that he only had fifty eight seconds left to finish. You know, just you know, be in control of Leon, and Leon just said, "Nope, I'm going for the, I'm gonna clutch this fool in." He did. So yeah, man, just uh, I tip my hat off to Leon Edwards, man. He's a uh, and you know I've got to see a couple of interviews since then, seeing him on Ariel and just being emotional, like where he where he came from, where he started, and and these last couple of years not getting the fights that he should have gotten. And now all those fighters that that got canceled, uh I mean, if 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 Leon beats Kamaru like uh through KO or TKO, which you know that's that's really that's that's possible. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I see. I see him. Uh, I see him facing all those guys, and we might have another, another, uh, a bunch of these rematches uh, in the in the future. Where, all right, Kamaru already ran through everybody in that division. Now Leon's gonna have to run through everybody in this division when he defends the title. So you might see if 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 he's successful, you're gonna see Leon versus. Uh, Covington, you're gonna see him. You face him against Masvidal. You're gonna see him face against uh, uh, Gilbert Burns, uh, Hamzai. But now, man, the whole landscape is uh, has changed a lot now. <clears throat> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, I don't know if the if I don't know if the rematch will happen at the end of this year but we'll see we'll see if it does happen or not uh for sure it'll be in the be in the beginning of uh next year uh for sure in like i would say either february or march somewhere around that time you'll see that rematch happen so yeah man that's uh that's just one of my my summer report takes that you know that i found notable um and it's crazy because I could have, you know, if that have if that had happened like two months ago, three months ago when I was gone, that still would have been number one for me because that <laughs> no no one's ever knocked Usman out like that. Like that was that was just a, a killer instinct in my opinion. So yeah, um, and then yeah, so my next uh, my next report that uh, sadly it's I don't know how to you know. I don't know where to, how 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 disappointed I am because I'm really disappointed. But the rematch between Josh Anthony Joshua and Alexander Usyk uh, in Johada, uh, Saudi Arabia, took place last weekend. Um, I knew Alexander was gonna win that fight um, as much as I wanted to see Joshua win. It's just man, he's just a different. He's just a He's just on a higher level than Joshua. And Joshua had gave it all. Like, he looked much better than what he did in the first fight. I mean, he fired his his, his head coach, uh, McCracken, and then he, he hired uh, Robert Garcia, gave him new tools. But, man, it just wasn't enough, man. It just wasn't enough. 
Um, and Alexander was just ahead of the scorecards over Joshua, and I think he won decisively uh, uh, well. I, you know, Alexander wasn't gonna give up those belts easily, and uh, I would say the later in the rounds, Joshua had all this like he had this he had this spark in one of the late rounds, and then after that, he was just done. Like his body just said, "Fuck this, I don't want no more of it." And then that's where Alexander just took over and and you know won the won the match. But was what, what what really disappointed me most was how Joshua handled himself uh, after the fight. Like, listen, I get it. Every fighter gets emotional when they lose. You know, they have every right to be emotional. But when you lose like that and you couldn't you couldn't produce a KO, that's that's on you, man. Like like that you don't you don't you don't and you're fighting somebody that's from the Ukraine. Like they are in the worst of worst right now. And he's out here defending his country, his pride, the pride of his country, and he just like he grabs he, first off, he grabs the fucking belts. Uh, from somebody on Usyk's camp or his team, he raises him up and then he throws him outside the ring. So disrespectful. Then he's like arguing with somebody in the ring. Then he leaves. Then he's like halfway to the entrance of where the the fighters come out. Comes back to the uh, to the ring. Starts fucking ranting about how, oh, you know, I've been doing this since I was eighteen or blah blah blah. Like. You're making this about you. This isn't even about you anymore. You lost. And well, I mean he he did like uh can we give a shout out to Alexander Usyk? Let's you know say hip hip hooray. Like, bro, what are you saying? What is this bullshit coming out of your mouth? You could have honored him differently. And the fact that he and he didn't do this once. He did this he did this one uh he did this to Andy Ruiz too. Uh, he didn't even let him talk at all. First, he he was the one that talked, and uh, it was just it's just embarrassing to me. Like you don't know how to handle yourself after a loss. Um, you know, Deontay Deontay was a different a different character from that from when he first lost to you know to Tyson. Second fight, he just you know what he was. I, I I get it. He did. He gave it all. But he didn't go on a rant like that and fucking made it about himself. I mean, he would have embarrassed himself. You know, he carried himself off the ring and, you know, he was, he, uh, he didn't, you know, with his head up high. Joshua didn't. Joshua was just, I don't know, he was just, he was just, uh, out of line the way how he, uh, how he, how he handled the whole situation. So I'm, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm really disappointed from, Cause you know I was a I was uh you know I, I still am a fan of his you know dating back from when he uh, dominated Klitschko that was a fun fight um, back in what 2017 and then since then you know he's uh he's had a few decent fights with decent fighters and then he ran into Ruiz and it just like it just changed him like he's just not the same and cherry after that he was cherry picking fights. When he should have ballsed up and either fought Fury or Deontay. And now that he's lost, now him and his promoter are like, oh, well, now that makes that makes sense. Fight Deontay or fight Dillian White or fight uh, 
Um, who else? I can't think of the top of my head, but uh, or you know, make that rematch with Ruiz. <laughs> I would watch that again. Shoot, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's funny how things play out once the once uh things don't go your way, and he's been champion for so long that he's just lot he's just never been in that position or has been never been in that position where he's been denied twice or now it's like he can't he can't pull a, another card out of his butt um you know like how he did with Ruiz where he had a contract whether he can get his rematch in, his rematch clause well he already activated that with Usyk and and now Usyk already put the nail in the coffin when as far as that goes so he has no more rematch clauses so that being said now he has to he has to start from the bottom. <laughs> That's uh, but but I don't feel. I mean, I feel like he'll get a title shot again. But I mean, now he's like a he's like a Ugas slash uh, I wouldn't say Thurman, but he's a Ugas because you know Ugas has gotten so many. I would say Ugas and a Danny Garcia type of fighter where they're getting these random title shots because they were getting random title shots in my opinion. And now I feel like he's about to go in that same direction. I mean, he's held all the belts besides the WBC. So he's either going to go for the WBC only uh, once this whole Fury-Usyk situation uh, diffuses or he claws his way back to trying to get those belts again. But he's going to have to go through a few people. He's not going to just get that rematch right away next year so it's gonna be interesting what joshua does uh what he does a few you know months a year you know uh in the beginning of the year see where who he fights so yeah man yeah i hope he can you know i hope he can uh better himself and if he takes another loss take it like a man and not actually you know throw uh, tantrum tantrums in the ring like he did and be disrespectful so yeah and shout out to Usyk man I, I'm so proud of that guy I mean that guy's like he's been a he's been undisputed in cruiserweight and now he's he's now one fighter away from being undisputed in uh, in the heavyweight division well the crazy part is two fighters are now two fighters in that division can be undisputed either Fury or Usyk. I mean, Usyk has all the belts uh, from all the other federations, and and Fury has the green belt, the WBC, and they can just unify them and see have one just have one champion in that whole division, an undisputed champion in that whole division. So, yeah, I, I want to see. I hope they can make that happen. I mean, of course, uh, Fury. Fury is still in a position where he can get as much dollars as he as he wants. I mean, after you after going what thirty plus rounds with Wilder, I yeah you, you got to open your fucking checkbooks to to him. I mean it's it's well played, and he beat him in a and he beat him in in old fashion. So I <laughs> I definitely want to see this happen. If not, then you know just relinquish the belt and have. Usyk battle, battle, battle it out with either Wilder 
or I, I guess that would be the next fight I would want to see. Because, let's see, you have Ortiz and Ruiz fighting uh, next month. You have, uh, who else in that heavyweight? Div oh, then you have Wilder, and you have, I think the dude's from Pol Poland. I think he's Polish, but he, I think they're fighting in October. So... I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what they could do. I mean, yeah, that's that Fury is the is the fight to make for for Usyk, and then whoever wins out of that, they should face either Wilder or Ruiz or Ortiz. I'd I'd love to see those uh, those fighters duke it out with whoever becomes the the unified champ in the heavyweight division. So yeah, so yeah, and also. Ortiz and uh, Luis Ortiz and Andy Ruiz. That's actually gonna be an, uh, an interesting good, an interesting fight. I definitely better than the fight uh, Ruiz had with uh, I can't remember the other dude's name, but uh, it's definitely up there. And I, I'm def I think I'm gonna be watching that uh, for sure. And uh, yeah, so that you know that's just my take on you know my other you know summer report that i would uh i would include into that because you know depending what happens with wilder uh ruiz and ortiz i mean that kind of opens up the, the 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 gates to to uh who could be the next challenger once if fury and Usyk decide to to fight each other otherwise because fury has a big saying into this because he has the belt he has the you know he has the one belt that Usyk needs and and that's the fight that I believe uh, should happen and I should and I it should happen in Wembley or it, it, obviously it makes no sense to do it in America because yeah it just doesn't in my opinion so those two should just duke it out at the Wembley Stadium and and uh, go from there so yeah um, and then just to move on uh another boxing um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to talk about this a lot because um i've already let it marinate and i've said i've talked about this before in the past um so you know i, I think the last time i didn't i did an episode before canelo fought Beevil, and um I, I i said this before and i said this and i'll say it again for like as many times as i have to I'm not a fan of him going up weight. And look what happened. He went up weight and he ran into a fucking train that wasn't going to uh that was going to deny him. Um and Bevel's very skilled and <laughs> he's not he's not no Sergey Kovalev. Like this guy has a fucking chin and he actually uh can hit and Canelo had no answers. I was just I was blown away of how bad he got neutralized uh throughout the rounds. It just he, he just looked like a whole different fighter than he was before with with all the other ones. And the worst part was that he tried to do that same strategy with those uh, with those taller fighters, where he tries to where Canelo tries to neutralize the uh, one of the arms. That way he can weaken it, and that way they can't use that that arm effectively uh, towards him. And boy, did that backfire! So now he's back on the drawing board, and. Uh, the worst part about it is that he had that uh, two-fight agreement with DAZN. You fight Bevo, and uh, then you have to fight Triple G, which that is 
going to take place in a few weeks from now, which I'm I I I'm I <laughs> I'm a little less excited just because he lost. Um, it just took away all that hype and energy. Like you go from Bevel a loss to Bevel to Triple G. It would have been even crazier if he had beaten Bevel, solidified that belt, and then fought uh, Triple G. Because his plan was get that WBA belt and then silence Triple G for the last time. And then in the and then in uh, in twenty twenty three, uh, unify all the light heavyweight belts. That was his plan, and that shit got backfired, you know, derailed. So it, uh, you know, that's unfortunate. And now he, he he's got a lot more to lose if he loses to Triple G. Now he's defending his undisputed crown, uh, all the belts at one sixty five. And Triple G is gonna come for it all. He's gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna go down. Um, so I mean, I, I see uh, Canelo beating him. I I do see him beating him, but uh, I you know I'm thinking he's gonna go for a knockout in this. Uh, I don't think it'll even go the distance to be honest. But Triple G looked fucking great uh, in March too when he went to uh, when he went to Japan and ended that. Uh, Destroyed that one dude from um, uh, uh, in the I think in a seventh round, like it didn't even go the distance. And that guy is like really young. He's like maybe in his thirties, entering his thirties, and Triple G's like forty, and he's still kicking ass like, like usual. But you know he's got a different trainer now from the last time. He doesn't have Abel Sanchez. He has uh, Jonathan Banks, who uh, who once coached uh, Vladimir Klitschko, and a few other fighters. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he coaches him up in the in the corner um, against Canelo. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's a, you know, minor summary report. One of the highlights, I would say, throughout the last time that I've, you know, rec- you know recorded. And, um, yeah, just really disappointed to see how that, uh, you know, how that panned out. So, <sighs> yeah, I... <laughs> not you know not been been disappointed so far it's been a bizarre uh year in fighting for sure <laughs> so yeah man so i want to move on to something um something crazy that also happened when i was gone and that would be in mls major league soccer the seattle sounders fc um uh, Man, what a what a crazy first half season for the Sounders. Like, I I was dead ass. Uh, the way how they fought in the in the tournament in Concacaf was was remarkable. Before they f- played against Pumas, like all the other people that were all the other teams that were in front of them, they had t- the Tigres, they had New York City FC. Those guys were not gonna fucking fold at all, and then they had to face uh, Leon for Mexico. That was a uh, another hard, uh, a hard fought battle. Let, let alone that they're the ones that beat him in League's Cup last year, and to get that revenge was, you know, was sweet. So, you know, the way how all that played out, leading to, uh, you know, going to Pumas, um, their in their territory in the first leg. Um, they, that was a hard-earned uh, points that they put up. Was it 2-2? Two, two? 
and then take that take the second leg back to Lumen Field and just destroyed him. I, it was just a thrashing I've never seen before on a Mexican team. So, but you know, move of you know, we lost Jao Paulo in the process during that match, and the Sounders have not been the same since. You know, they haven't really, you know, filled a spot uh, with a good player like Jao Paulo. Um, so, <laughs> you know, they were playing okay. They were playing decently. And then after they got humiliated uh, against Portland during their CONCACAF celebration, um, it was, it was, it was a... Uh, extremely disappointed to see what happened after that they lost like five i want to say that they lost like five games after that and they put themselves in one of the shittiest situations now we're um looking at the standings and they are number they are number nine they're right behind vancouver and the last spot it would be the seventh spot of the playoffs in the western conference and la galaxy holds the last spot um, you know, and I'll read off who's in the standings. Uh, LAFC number one, crazy uh, that Austin FC is getting so much success. They're number two. Dallas is number three. Minnesota number four. Like those four teams have home field advantage. And then f- number five, uh, Salt Lake, uh, Real Salt Lake. Six, Nashville, and number seven, LA. And then number eight, Vancouver, and us in nine. And guess who's behind us? Number 10, Portland. And guess who the Sounders play today at Portland? Portland. So <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the, these are the moments where they have to have to score big. And if they want to if, if they wanna get that, that last slot in, um, you know, the Sounders are 33 points. Right, I mean, they can literally jump to, they can literally easily jump to, they can hold on to the seventh spot today, but they got to score like four to five points. And let me just remind you guys, we scored six points on Portland last year at Portland, so anything's possible. But it's a, that was a whole different team last year than what they are this year. So, yeah. Which is crazy looking at. They're only a point behind uh, Vancouver and L.A. But, you know, L.A. is going to probably swoop that back up uh, this weekend. So, I mean, they're, the Sounders are in control of their destiny for that seventh spot. I don't see them getting anywhere near fifth or s- possibly sixth. Just got to see how Nashville plays out uh, for their remaining games. Um, and, yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, it's just been disappointing, and and a lot of injuries have also occurred throughout the season. No one hasn't been really healthy. Rui Diaz has, you know, has had uh, his injuries, which you know he was out for a few games, and that hurt the team. So you know, you when you don't have your best striker, you know, you're not gonna get these points like what you usually do. So that's uh, unfortunate, and um, yeah, and, and you know the team the. The other players got to step up, man. They got to step up and press forward. That cuz lately what I've noticed throughout the last 6 games is that they have they haven't gone forward a lot. They've always been uh defending the ball instead of striking. Uh but you know, now that Rui Diaz has been coming back to the field, they have been pressing more forward and they've been 
moving the ball uh, to the other side of the field than what the last five games have, you know, six games have been. So, yeah. Um, man, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know, tonight uh, at Portland. And, um, and yeah, like, and see if they can get any points uh, on the board. And hopefully a clean sheet. A clean sheet wouldn't be helpful, but it's it's hard to get a clean sheet in at Portland. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and lastly, the thing I, I want to wrap up about the MLS is uh, LA, LAFC, man. LA fucking FC. This team wasn't even in first place at, they weren't even in the. They were like in the bottom of the pit, and as soon as that signee of uh, Garth Bale, that like changed the whole landscape of of LAFC. They're literally fifty seven points. They're number one. They've already uh, clinched a playoff berth. Now they're just trying to clinch home field advantage, which looks like they will. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's. It's wild what they where they were uh before the summer. They weren't even number one at all. We were number two. Uh, I want to say who was number one. I can't remember right now who 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 actually was the number one uh, team in the beginning of the season. But if it wasn't us, we were like two or three. So yeah, just seeing them where they are now is just crazy. But man, they 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 uh. They're trying to solidify themselves, and um, you know. And I'll say this, man: that's a that's a bought team right there. A lot of those pieces that they that they put together, they were bought or loaned. So um, you know, they really don't have an excuse to why they didn't win the MLS Cup. And if they don't win the MLS, I mean, they're ex- I mean, just seeing what they've done with these signees, and then the, they signed that um, Italian player from. Uh, uh, I think he's from Juventus, and he also won the the Europe uh, Cup. I can't remember what the name of that cup is for Italy. Um, but they also have him, and he's pretty old. But you know, they have a lot of international stars, famous stars, and like, what's the excuse if you don't win the 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 MLS Cup? So it, it'll it'll be season will be unsuccessful if they don't win like it's do or die for lafc like even though that they're number one the expectations are high in the playoffs the playoffs is is a whole different ball game than um than the season you know i've seen this once and um with the sounders when they played against real we were we were supposed to be favored to beat real and we ended up going to penalty kicks so and then we lost so, yeah, I just, uh, you know, this high expectations for LAFC. So, you know, if you don't, if they don't solidify themselves. I'm just, I'm just saying this now because there's a few weeks left before the season ends. If they don't win the cup, man, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell them. I don't want to tell, you know, to say them. And I did go see LAFC play the Sounders in, what was it, uh, January, February, March, April, May, June. Yeah, I went in June, in the beginning of June, and um, it was a draw 1-1. I got to see Carlos Vela for the first time. Um, and then that was also a, a situation, too. I was like, is he going to sign with the team, or is he going to leave? Now that they the emergence of Garth Bell, but he's not going to be there for long. I mean, eventually he's going to leave, too. So, 
you know, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, we'll see how they how this plays out uh, at the end of the season, and we'll, hopefully, you know, the Sounders can get into the playoff spot and and because uh, once they're in playoff mode, man, they're they're a whole different team. That's not even they they they're gonna enter as like the Concacaf team mindset if once they get into the playoffs. So we'll, we'll see. It would be dope. You know, be CONCACAF champions and MLS Cup champions. No one's ever done that. And the fact that they're at the bottom of the barrel, close to the bottom of the barrel, and get in at the last spot and just win it all, that would that this this would be one of the most craziest seasons in Sounders history. So, you know, we'll see. And and then also I need to I need to also say this because a lot of a lot of these Sounder fans have been fucking complaining that oh uh you know, some of these players are just fucking old or they're just, they just suck. They're not stepping up to the plate. Listen, the mindset was to win CONCACAF. That was one of Schmetzer's and the team's goals. You put a lot of fucking energy into that fucking tournament. And of course, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice a couple of games to get, you know, in order to get where you want to be. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to be fucking handy dandy, you know, once you resume back to the uh to the season because it's high level it's high level of competition in that tournament and just so and then i'll get deeper into what happens now because uh i'll just say this uh, right now and um you know now that they're champions of of the uh, of north america they're in um, they're going into another fucking cup next year which would be the fifa uh fuck it's, it's not not the world cup but which that will be soon. It's the FIFA club tournament, I want to say. FIFA club tournament. And that's literally every champion from different regions. So you got the champion from the 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 European leagues. You got the champions from Oceania. You got the champions from the Asian league. Like, the best of the best. So that's just a whole different monster itself after you become CONCACAF champion. So, this was big. Like, we run the whole fucking, uh, from, you know, from South America, Central America, North America. We're, we are the champions for God knows when the next CONCACAF is. A, a year from now? Two years from now? Like, we're solidified. Like, no other, no MLS team hasn't won it. And if they have, how long has it been? So Seattle did something remarkable. And I don't want to be disrespectful to the MLS Cup, but the CONCACAF Cup is just more to me is sounds more prestigious than the MLS Cup because you're only you're only the champion in your league. The CONCACAF, you're champion of the whole fucking continent of North America, bro. Like North America. Like that's insane. You run you run all the other countries. You're champion of all the other countries. All everybody else has to has to kneel down. So that's you know that it's it's fucking big that they won that. So yeah, man. So that's that's my other you know my take on the Sounders right now and uh, where they stand and what they got to do. And I believe first kick is at seven fifteen seven twenty at Portland, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. And then I want to cover one last thing before I jet. Um, the English Premier 
It's been a fucking disgrace. I've been trying to, I've been trying to uh, watch the premiere for a while, and I, I I catch a game every now and then. Um, if you were to ask me what my favorite team is, it's definitely Manchester United. I just I just love that team. I love I love uh, the vibes. I love the the you know I don't know the players much, but you know I just like that scene that scene down there in what Old Trafford they call it. So yeah, um, what I'm not a fan is the fucking owners of that uh, of that team, which is the Glazers, the Glazer family, who also owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, you know, lately we've you know there's been so much fucking drama. The last three weeks have been nothing but losses, beatdowns, maulings. What two weeks ago they. Uh, you know, Manchester faced off against Brentford. And man, that was a spanking. Four what is it? They were up like three three points before the second half. And they had all their fucking great players on the on the pitch and they just they had no fucking answer to how to how to beat Brentford. Or even score a point to that matter. So um you know my takes my takes on Manchester United is you gotta sell that team needs to be sold. They need to follow like a um an MLS model, in my opinion, if they want to be if they want to be great again. Because right now they're not they're not even close to being great. Uh, I'll say this, man the they got to sell the team. They got to figure out what they're gonna do with uh with Ronaldo because obviously he's not happy with uh being with the team. Um, neither is the captain, you know, Harry Maguire. Um, and then I guess there was a, there was a big, uh, uh, this was reported not too long ago where there was a, there was a meeting between Cristiano Ronaldo, Harry Maguire, uh, with Eric Ten Hag, who was the, <laughs> what a weird name, Eric Ten Hag, <laughs> uh, in a, they were all in a meeting, uh, and, uh, they wanted to, you know, air out their differences, and you know, because Ronaldo hasn't seen a lot of playing time, and they've been benched. So is Harry Maguire, um, and late, you know, the the whole buzz is, you know, I I don't know much of what's going on with Harry Maguire, but I know with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, they want to, you know, they they call him the circus because he's just. Uh, he hasn't delivered. He doesn't. He hasn't. They think that he hasn't been committed to the team. And uh, Ten Hag wants. It seems to me that Ten Hag wants to move on from Cristiano, and you know Cristiano's uh, agent. They've been. You know they've been sending their resumes. I guess to you know all you know other other uh clubs but not they don't want they don't want to take him they're they're all scared that he's gonna have that he's gonna bring those same vibes the circus is what you know uh according to tin hag of, of you know how he describes it, it almost gives me like tim tebow vibes really <laughs> like they have a circus so um and let's not forget uh tin hag does have a have a saying I don't know the man. I don't know his coaching history. I know he's a brand new coach. 
but it hasn't been going well for him. And he has a lot of key players, but he hasn't, you know, done anything with it. And um, but he has a he has a good saying of you know calling it a uh, Ronaldo circus because you know Ronaldo promised that he would deliver a, a tell all interview of what's been going on with with him, the front office of Manchester United, Tin Hag of course, and uh, and yeah, and, um, I guess I don't know how long or I guess this was yesterday they were in a meeting. And they uh, they had an a, like I guess a two hour summit meeting of how of airing things out and what they want to do, and um, but yeah that that club has seriously been underperforming. They haven't really, and they haven't really invested a lot of time in uh, getting players, and that's what I like about the the MLS man. Like they they're doing a way better job of scouting uh players and you know putting the pieces together look at uh look at lasc look at seattle look at portland portland the one fucking team that had no business being in the fucking playoffs got in the playoffs and fucking got to the cup last year um you know they that <laughs> they look much they look like a much more uh you know a team of i don't say team of class but like they don't have no fucking class, but you know, just just the people that work behind the scenes do a way better job than what Manchester United has done lately, and throughout the years, really. I mean, they. When's the last time you heard? When's the last time they won shit? To be quite honest, um, or I've even qualified to the Champions League, to that matter. So, yeah, I. I don't know what's uh I don't know what Ronaldo wants to do, man. Cause it seems like these uh I don't even know if La Liga wants to take him back or if he goes to Real Madrid. I don't know if that's a if that's even a a thing. And then we can't. We also gotta keep. We also gotta consider that Casemiro, who who once played, who recently just got you know traded to the to Manchester United. He's, you know, I don't know how much will that affect the team moving forward if they can, uh, uh, um, put him back on the board. But, um, I don't know. I mean, the season's early, and I'll go into the the stat the the standings. But, uh, but yeah, man. Yesterday they they you know Tenag held a, a conference, and he let everybody know. What the fuck is happening behind closed doors? But the here's the here's the weird part about the story, um, and I got this through Eurosport.com. Um, Tin Hag gave everyone in his underperforming squad the opportunity to speak out behind closed doors, and Ronaldo chose not to. That seems like the Portuguese forward is lacking the desire and commitment to providing his new manager wrong, uh, proving his new manager wrong, and. As we saw on Monday, Tinag was proven correct in his decision. Ronaldo and Maguire were dropped to the bench, and Manchester United got the first win of the season against long-term rivals Liverpool at Old Trafford. So, can they actually be a team together, Tinag and Ronaldo, and even Maguire? Because I don't think this is going to get resolved anytime soon. I think they need to 
let go of those two players and start from scratch or try to see who they can who they can get alone or or possible trade cuz this it just that chemistry just doesn't seem like it's working and seeing Ronaldo get benched that being utilized is just not it's just uh yeah not not good so and if I'm Ronaldo man I'm fuck dude I'd go to the MLS but at 37 37 years the fact that he's still playing at that high level at 37 is nuts he's like what 3 years away from being 40 he's not going to be the same player I mean, he isn't now. I mean, those are some young killers on that on the pitch in the Premier League. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, I want to see what 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 they're gonna do there because uh, every week seems like a circus. It's with all these other teams just scoring these high points on them. So, yeah, man. Let's see. Uh, and then lastly, I want to see what the what the standings are. So right now, I know we're like what maybe three weeks into the Premier League. So Arsenal uh, is number one, Manchester two, Leeds United three, Tottenham Hotspur four, uh, Bright Brighton Britain uh, number five, Newcastle six, Fulham seven, Brentford eight. Thanks to United, after you know beating them recklessly, Crystal Palace. Nine, um, Forest ten, uh, Southampton eleven, Chelsea twelve, which is kind of uh, awkward that they're number twelve, Ashton Villa thirteen, and look where num- where Manchester is fourteen. I, I I didn't realize how big that win was for them after those two losses, but I guess, but if you look looking you know looking at uh, Burn Burnmouth Liverpool Everton. Uh, the Wolverhamptons, Leicester City, West Ham United. None of them have wins. <laughs> they all have losses. They haven't won a game. They've had draws and losses. So uh, they're literally right behind Burn Burnmouth, which is you know they only have one win, and so does Manchester. So yeah, they're. I mean, reality is they're at the bottom. They're dead last. I mean, there's teams behind them, but as far as the prestige teams go, they're dead last. Um, uh, thankfully there's a, like, it's only what the third, fourth week into this, in the, into this, uh, season. So we'll see, man, we'll see uh, if they can get it together and, and go back to where, where they once were. So yeah, man. Um, so yeah, man, that's, that wraps up my summer report for 2022. Uh, we'll be back. I'll be back. Um, for pickums and defend my title against Gabe, you know that loser who literally takes a whole that motherfucker literally took a damn vacation, hasn't been back since. So, um, we'll be we'll be back for that and solidifying our picks and giving our our winners and losers in every division and. Who will be the Super Bowl champion? We'll see. We'll see where, where what happens with that. Um, and yeah, look forward to going back to that. And like I said, man, the you know my life is about to get good. You know, just gotta uh, stay committed, stay focused. Uh, you know, stay on that task. And that, that's just where I, I stand with that. And I see myself back to the 
getting back on the on the horse saddle for this podcast and talking more about football and seeing uh, where the English Premier and, and all these playoffs in the World Cup that's coming soon. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and thank you guys for giving me another listen, even though I've been gone for so long again. And I will see you back for Pickums 2022, your reigning, defending Pickums champ of the world, me. And that's it. Other than that, guys, uh, be nice to each other. Take care of each other. Um, you know, um, I can't emphasize this more. Be kind enough to one another. Um, and and in the words of uh, Gabe, you know, wash your ass. <laughs> All right, y'all. Peace.